Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, we've got a great one for you, as we always do, Mallory Johnson. She's done some great things already, and we've got a few small connections here that we just found out before the show, so that's pretty cool. I think you're going to really love her. So, Mallory, are you here? I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. This is this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> And and as always, I got to tell people, which I usually tell them beforehand, that we just want this to be like a conversation, not necessarily like an interview. So, <laughs> so you know. Of course, of course, that's the best kind of interview, anyway. When it's like a conversation, so this is good. <laughs> so, as we get started, tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview to give people an idea of who you are. Of course. Well, I'm originally from the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, so that's as east as you can get in Canada. Actually, right now, I'm in oh, wow. Newfoundland at, at the moment, so I'm on the west coast of Newfoundland right now, actually at my family farm. So if you hear a tractor or a cow, then that's definitely <laughs> that'll be an accident, but you might hear that in the background. Um, but yeah, so I, I grew up in Newfoundland, and um, of course, like being from this province, the culture is rich with with the traditions and, and music and everything of the of Scotland and Ireland. So I grew up singing a lot of Celtic music. Um, a lot of my aunts and uncles mm-hmm. would, you know, play the accordions and the fiddles and, and the bagpipes. Like there were, there were bagpipes at every wedding and every funeral. Actually, my brother just got married hmm. a couple of summers ago and my, my uncle played the pipes um, in and out of the ceremony, which, which was really special. But, but yeah, so I grew up doing Celtic music, um, but also also country music because my mother, yeah. um, her name is Loretta actually, so she has that classic country name, and um, and yeah, so um, so yeah, so Better. she would sing and perform. Sorry, did I did I lose mm. you there? No, I'm here. Good. I'm listening. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you never know with so technology, would, right? <laughs> I know, I know. A sidetrack. I was doing a Facebook live show earlier, and it completely cut me off halfway through. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh. Uh. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, you'll have to keep me on track here. But uh, but yeah. So my mom, my mom sang and performed and toured country music. So I grew up mm-hmm. listening to her sing, you know, Coal Miner's Daughter and and Coat of Many Colors. And you know, I remember being a kid looking out the window um, at my aunt and uncle's house. And they, there was always this festival right in the field next to their house, and my, my mom would headline mm-hmm. the festival. And I remember looking oh, wow. out the window and watching her play these songs. So, yeah, it was, it was so special. And so I grew up listening to that kind of music as well. Um, and by the time I was 11, uh, myself and my mom and my uncle and my cousin, we formed a Celtic family band called the Cormiers. And so then all that, you know, that Celtic roots kind of came back in. And that's where I first recorded a song that I wrote. And we toured Canada, we toured Scotland. And it was kind of my mm-hmm. taste of the industry, I guess you could say, the industry yeah. side of things. Um, and <laughs> I didn't want to do anything else. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> be on stage always. Any excuse I could have to be on stage. I did lots of musical theater. Um, I taught music for a few years after university. Um, you know, any, any way, shape or form I could be on stage, I wanted to be on stage. And so, yeah, I spent, I spent a lot of my teenage years uh, touring and performing Celtic music. And then 
later in high school, I always loved country music was always very near and dear to my heart. So I knew I eventually mm-hmm. wanted to do that. So later in high school, um, after the band, like my uncle had moved to another province and same thing with my cousins. We didn't really do much anymore. Uh, so mm-hmm. I decided to pursue a solo country thing. So I was scrolling through Facebook one day and I came across this, this local contest here in the province uh, called Newfoundland's Next Country Star. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. so basically it was oh, yeah. kind of like an open mic. A bunch of the, the pubs around, around huh. the province were, were hosting this event. And uh, so it's, you go in and you sing a few songs. So I would go in and I, I sang, I think, three original songs. And then I got moved on to the next mm-hmm. round and then the next round again. And then come the fall, oh, wow. they had the finals. Yeah, it was super fun. And like, you know, like being from a smaller area, like you kind of know everybody, right? So a lot of the musicians mm-hmm. were friends of mine. And it was just a big party. It was so, so much fun. <laughs> and it, I know, it was, yeah, it was so cool. And then, um, so I ended up winning this contest, which was amazing. Oh, wow. And I'm so, I'm so thankful for that. And one mm-hmm. of the judges was a talent buyer. So he's a promoter who brought in big acts to the, to the arena in town. And one of those acts uh, is Sammy Kershaw. And huh. so he reached out to Sam. They had become Facebook friends um, in the meantime. And so he mm-hmm. reached out to Sam and he said, hey, like, we have this girl we really believe in who just won this, this contest, this ne- next country star. And we think she's great. You know, she has some original music. Would you be willing to give us some advice or, like, check out some of her music? I don't know if you want to produce anything, mm-hmm. but, you know, we, we kind of want to, you know, support her and that kind of thing. And yeah. so Sammy got back to him right away, and, and uh, he looked at my, some of my stuff on YouTube, and then him, him yeah. and his management, they called <laughs> us up, and he said, you know, I want to manage her. I want to bring her to Nashville and produce a whole oh, record. Wow. Yeah, so it's like this this Cinderella moment from like <laughs> this small performance in this local pub, and then it, that opened uh-huh. the door to Nashville. So, so that's where I'm based now is Nashville. Um, oh, I'm in Canada right now because of the the pandemic and everything, but yeah. <laughs> um, but Nashville's home base. Yeah, that's uh, kind of the story yeah. how I got there. <laughs> that is really cool, and I love that story because you know, like we had Buddy Jewel yesterday on the show, and of course, what brought him to the light was Nashville star him winning that. Yeah. There's a lot of artists so, that have like, I think Miranda Lambert and Casey Musgraves are both yes. involved with Nashville yes. star. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's funny is um, I, I talked, I asked him, I said, wasn't Miranda on that first episode? And he joked and cause buddy's a character. We already seen that, but he said, <laughs> um, he said, yeah, he said, Miranda took third. I took first. So maybe I should have took third. <laughs> <laughs> But it's first how, how that works out, hey? A lot of the time, the first place, like they, it's it's like you see the people who maybe if you were top five, like some, like you mm-hmm. know, are, are really successful. So, yeah. Well, look at Gabby Barrett. She took third in Idol. I know, and she just got and, a number one song not too long ago. Yeah. So, so cool. you just and you're you're better almost off if you don't take first because they can they basically own you for like what five exactly. years or something like that if you take first yeah I don't so you're almost better very good. so you're you're better off to get get to the finals but not win <laughs> yes yeah because you'll be signing your life away <laughs> <laughs> you know but yeah you just know you just never know but you're right you know a lot a lot of times 
people that don't win. Now, now, granted, I think back years ago, like with, you know, other, the beginning, like Nashville Star and then I guess yours and all that, winners did great stuff, you know, because, again, Buddy took off, and which Miranda took off really off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, like, when you're at that certain point, if you get to that top ten mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, everybody's great at that point. So you know that yeah, they're going to get some kind of fan base or some kind of recognition from that. So it's sometimes it's just a popularity contest at that point. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody is usually really great when it gets to that point. So as we get started here, um, I really like the um, – I always go for a little light questions before I get dig deep. So what are some hobbies yeah. you like to do outside of music? Hobbies. That's a really good question. I mean, I've, I've kind of been have more hobbies now because I have more time on my hands. But uh, <laughs> I've been true. doing a lot of. It's, yeah, I've been doing a lot of puzzles. I'm a big like board game kind of person. Um, mm-hmm. I love hiking, hiking and being outdoors. I'm not a huge fan of the gym, so if I work out, I want it to be outside. <laughs> so, but yeah, other than that, it's it's all music to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely understand that. So, um, what's something quirky about you? Hmm, something quirky about me. Yeah, we always get interesting sure answers on this. We, this is one of our favorite questions, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of quirky things about me. Um, maybe some I'm not even aware of. Now I kind of wish I had my mom <laughs> here so she could tell me. Um, quirky things. Oh man, can we can we circle back to that one? Because I really yeah, I sure. really know there's like plenty of answers I could say for that, but yeah, <laughs> circle back to that. And my wife is usually and my wife is usually on in this too, but I think she's with our 15 month old right now. We got an eight year old and a 15 month old. Well, I just got so on we, here. So, I'm trying to ah, get the 15 month old cell, but I, I'm here now. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <And> we, um, <laughs> Hi. And, and we got an eight-year-old that you'll hear from later because we always have him ask yes. one question to each artist. We do. I love that. I love that. <clears throat> you know, we are family affairs, we tell people. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. So with so much going on um, in your life, what drives you? What drives me? Honestly, like, I think I'm – pretty passionate when it when it comes to music and um, I think you kind of have to be in this industry because there's so <laughs> many mm-hmm. there's right I mean there's so many highs and lows um more lows mm-hmm. actually like you get a lot more rejection mm-hmm. um than approval so I definitely think the passion has to be there or else like you know I would quit a long time ago um <laughs> but yeah I think I think I just I can't imagine myself kind of do anything else um I mm-hmm. guess it's a kind of like that high that feeling it's yeah. You know, sometimes before I go on stage, I'm like, why did I put myself through this? Because I'm so nervous. I need to go to the bathroom. I want to vomit. What am I doing? Um, I didn't practice enough, you know. And then you get on stage, and it's like, oh, that's why. That's why I do it. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, it's the passion. And, and you know, I get mm. really emotional when I see, like, someone make their Opry debut, and you kind of insert yourself mm-hmm. into that story. And it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, it's just those those special moments, those little those victories, like, no matter how big or small. Like the Ashley McBride. I mean, she just broke all barriers. Oh, oh, I've watched awesome. that video so many times. I've watched that so many times. I just I love her. And the fact that she wrote that song for her audio oh, yeah. debut years ago. 
was just, mm-hmm. yeah, full circle moment, pun intended. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we've right. had, you know, we've had people, with, even with the show, well, because, you know, we're just getting this thing off the ground. We're not making money right now with the show. We're putting money into it. And people mm-hmm. don't understand it's like this is a passion of ours. I mean, because we're kind of living life like y'all are as artists. Yeah. We're chasing yeah. this crazy platform dream of of hosting a show that's going to be like a Bobby Bones show and a Ty Bentley show. So yeah. we're chasing that just like y'all. <laughs> well, it's true. And, like, it's, it's always like a gamble, hey? Like, the, But it's, mm-hmm. it's the process is so fun, but it's stressful, and it's like you never really know. It's like you're putting so much into it and so much hard work and, and mm-hmm. you know, blood, sweat, and tears. And it's like, you know, you want there to be some kind of, finish line or success at the end of it but yeah. well you pray for that but yeah it's yeah. it's tough especially right now with everything kind of having to be digital and not not <clears> everyone <throat> can be kind of out you know networking face to face but um but yeah it's a different world and it's exciting but it's definitely scary at the same time and and it's perfect lead-in for um usually i like to go for like some i always have artists tell me some highs that they've done and then the low, you know, because we're one of the few shows that we actually get the struggle side out because I think that people need to hear yeah. that. And and well, usually we do it the other way around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and because it's the other mm-hmm. way around, I think that we already kind of leading in there. I think we'll go there first right. um, on that sure. side of it. And I'll, I'll tell a story to lead us in. And this is kind of where I want this to go. Back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And at that time, they were full-time with music. And one of the questions I asked was, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, because once you make it a career, you have to think different. You have to eat different. You have to be different. There's so much of your life that you have to eat, live, and sleep music because you could have a bad day today. But if you've got a gig tonight, you got to get on that stage like you had the best day ever. She goes, you can't, you know, you can be vulnerable, but then you can't, but then you also can't be um, like whiny. And there's so much right. that you, that it's a, the family, she goes, even though me and my daughter um, are the front people at the band, she goes, our whole family has to sacrifice for us to get the, this crazy dream that we want to do. She says, uh-huh. but if mm-hmm. your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because that's the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Yeah. And let's go there a little bit. I, I mean, I 100% agree um, with a lot of that. I mean, it's like, you know, like you said, you could be having the worst day ever or the, the worst news ever. And at the end of the day, you have to perform. Like that's the essence of that word It's you're performing, you're putting on an act. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. you said, you can be vulnerable and, and show that emotion, but you still kind of have to put that, that fourth wall up, right, in front of that audience. Yeah. So um, I definitely agree with that in, in a lot of ways. And um, I've been fortunate, like, I'm an indie artist, so I understand those struggles. And, um, I have been fortunate <laughs> that, you know, my family have always been very heavily involved in music. So they never mm-hmm. really, I mean, they were like, first you have to go get an education. They were like, we're not going to let you go to Nashville until you go and get a mm-hmm. university degree. So that's what I did. So I guess you could say I kind of got a backup plan just in case I needed to. Um, And, you know, going to university and studying something besides music, I mean, education is education, no matter what it is. So I think 
it mm-hmm. made me a better writer. It made me think a little mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you build different connections that way. Um, it's, you know, you're networking. It doesn't, you know, all these different outlets are kind of like they could draw people into your life in different ways and then they become fans of your music. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I'm definitely really Because you never know who that. you're going to so meet. I, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, if I hadn't, you know, done university and stayed in Newfoundland and I wouldn't have pop music and then I wouldn't have met my band, my bandmates, sure. um, oh, then cool. I wouldn't have had the same, some of the same opportunities. So it definitely mm-hmm. was like kind of a butterfly effect. So I definitely don't regret going to Nashville, I guess, a little bit later, because I moved to Nashville when I was mm-hmm. 27. Yeah, 27 when I moved there. Oh, yeah. And I had lots of friends that had mm-hmm. moved there as teenagers. But then yeah. I had all this kind of, like, I guess, experience, life experience and, like, schooling experience that it was able to contribute mm-hmm. to that. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, going all in, um, now I was able to go all in because mentally I was able to go all in, and I feel like I'd matured enough. But also, mm-hmm. my family's also been that very supportive. Sense. Like, I, I literally wouldn't be able to pay my rent if it wasn't for my family. Oh, wow. So, it's, wow. you know, it's like, it's the kind of situation where, you know, unfortunately, money can get you there, but it's your passion mm-hmm. and it's your drive and it's your talent mm-hmm. that will keep you there. Um, yeah. You know, because you don't have the, the funding behind the labels. You don't have the, you know, the funding behind the publishing company. You don't have kind mm-hmm. of that support because they all want an established artist now. They don't want to develop anybody. They want the established artist. And then yep. they want to, like, prove it's that you can sell out shows. Yeah, it's so, so you have to, like, find all these ways to, to establish yourself before you get there. And um, in Canada, too, um, there's a lot of grant programs for the arts. So that's how mm-hmm. you know, we're able to do a lot of the, the higher quality projects and things oh, like wow. that because we have things like Factor Canada and Canada Arts Council and all, each province has their own provincial music association, so they're all they're all very supportive mm-hmm. of of their artists. So, yeah, there's there's yeah. different ways to go around it as an independent, but um, it's definitely a struggle. And like you know, like the Steel Girls had said, uh, you know, unless you're really 100 percent, 100 more than 100 percent passionate <laughs> about that, then maybe you should find a different career because it's you know, like I said, there's way more lows than highs. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, many many people that we've talked, even with our show, I'll be honest. I mean, if this wasn't a passion of ours to keep this thing mm-hmm. going, we'd have quit a while back. I mean, we're getting great artists on here, but it's Absolutely. you know it's it's a struggle because financially we're trying. You know, we do side gigs and stuff to stay afloat while we build this brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's so it's so tough out there, and and, that, and that's why I always like to bring up the that side of music because a lot of people think, Oh, I just can sing. And there's yeah. so much more yeah. to, if you're going to make know. it music, there's so much more than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're right. Like a lot of people don't really talk about that. Like when you have interviews and things like that, it's like, Oh, this is my new song I wrote. So, and so we recorded it here. We did that. And we're like, okay, how much did you pay out of pocket to record it at that studio? And who did you hire? You know, mm-hmm. what's the marketing? Like what's the marketing? What's the radio mm-hmm. campaign? Like all of these behind the scenes umbrella of things that go along with just singing a song. It's, you know, it's, it's crazy. So if you're not, if you're not giving it, giving it all and, you know, you have to expect, no, if you have to expect, you know, the downsides of things, like you, you can't expect being yeah. like, Oh, like I'm going to win. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get a yes. This is going to go top 10. Like you can't, cause it's, it's a gamble and you don't know that. So you have to 
be passionate about it and chase that. You know, you have to be willing to fail yep. because you're and not going to succeed. And the record labels, like you said, and the record labels, like you said, don't gamble anymore because they got social media. No. If you don't, if you can't, um, we, Sandy just read an article and she told me this earlier mm-hmm. today. So, yeah. Um, that about Gabby Barrett. That um, even though yeah. she came in third on Idol, um, everybody turned her down. But Warner yeah. gave her an option. If you can get enough stream, um, streams, then we will mm-hmm. sign you. So even even yeah. though she had this clout behind her, she still yeah. had to prove herself even more. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like, you guys know Haley Witters? Yeah, yeah. she's... Uh, yeah, so a brilliant songwriter in Nashville, an independent artist, but she just signed mm-hmm. um, like a joint deal, I think, with um, Big Loud was part of it, and like mm-hmm. um, Song mm-hmm. Daughters with that independent female label. And hmm. she had this quote, they quoted her in this article when she had done the big signing or the big reveal. And she said, mm-hmm. you know, she's been independent for so long. And she was like, a lot of the major labels, they don't, they would rather sign somebody they would rather sign a social media influencer than an actual artist. Yeah. Wow. And, I, and that's probably, I that and I can see that. So powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was that's, just so powerful. Cause they're like, what's your, what's your um, Instagram numbers? What's your Facebook numbers before they even listen to the music. So it, you know, what's it's even tough, more yeah. powerful is we had, I had somebody um, private message me um, a couple months ago and I won't say what label, but it's one of the big labels. And he mm-hmm. knew what we did and that, we are, that we're connected to a lot of artists. And he said, he says, I've got duos and I've got men artists. We're looking for that special female artist. He goes, he goes if you've got anybody with 15,000 Insta, – not Instagram – 15,000 um, YouTube mm-hmm. subscribers, send them my way. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, um, I know I got that. No, I didn't realize how <laughs> tough Instagram is. I, I mean, I've got oh people that God, have a hundred, a hundred, two hundred thousand fans on Facebook, and you go to their, you go to their YouTube, and it was like, okay, they got six thousand. Nope, that don't qualify. Oh, nope, mm-hmm. they got seven. Nope, they got. Well, I'm I sitting there like, oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the, it's so it looks like that's the new, that's going to be the new thing is YouTube, I guess. Yeah, it's it's true. Well, YouTube, like, um, I'm screwed if it's YouTube because I only have 300 <laughs> subscribers on my, on my YouTube channel. Um, but, you know, and that's all, like, you know, putting money into ads and, like, money into campaigns. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like as an independent mm-hmm. artist, how do you survive? How do you, like, how do you do that? But, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's tricky. And, you know, even, like, not just labels, but, like, big media outlets. Like, we, yeah. like, I'm, like, it's so hard to get a placement in a media outlet unless you have a, a strong following. Like when you're applying for showcases mm-hmm. to play at like festivals mm-hmm. or awards or things like that, they're like you, the one of the eligibility requirements is like you need to have however many thousand followers across your platforms. And I'm like, wow. do you listen to the records? Like maybe that's how you get followers. <laughs> if, you know, it's, it's yeah. a catch twenty two yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm glad we went so heavy into that side of it because I think, like I said. People just gloss over what it really takes. So let's go the other way a mm. little bit. And before we really dig into some of the, your high moments, I want to talk about an yeah. artist um, that me and you talked about. You know, because again, when it comes to music, one thing I've known is not that connections become friends. And yeah. I really think it's really cool that we interviewed one of your best friends, so Tanil Arts. Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, first of all, I just adore her. She is as sweet and beautiful as you think she is. Um, I first I first met Tanil. She's a fellow Canadian gal. She's from Saskatchewan. And I first met her at the Canadian Country Music Awards a few years ago, uh, and she mm-hmm. was playing this showcase mm-hmm. called the Discovery Program. So it was new up-and-coming oh, artists. Yeah. And I had applied for this showcase, so I wanted to go check out everybody who was playing it. And so it was myself and my guitar player, and, and we go, we, we watch the show, and she was just, she was a star then, and she's a star now. Like, she was just so great. And I had, you know, looked up her music, and so I, I knew some of her songs, and I was a fan. So I introduced mm-hmm. myself to her after her performance, just said, hey, like, love your stuff. Like, I'm Mallory. Nice to meet you. We'll see you around the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so that was that. And then a, a few months later, I think it was, I was planning a trip to Nashville before I moved. This, this is before I made the move. Mm-hmm. And so I was planning a writing trip. And I didn't really know, I was like new to that kind of concept. Like this was my first quote unquote writing trip to Nashville. So I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm supposed to go through a publisher or if my manager is supposed to do it for me <laughs> or like, but I was like, screw it. I'll just message her on Instagram directly. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> so I reached out. I was like, hey, like I'm coming to Nashville. And, you know, here's my website. Here's my music. So I'm not just some random. I don't know if you remember me, but, you know, I introduced myself to you at your, your showcase in Canada and, um, I'd love to set up a writing session if you're into it, and here's my contact info, blah, 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 blah. And she got back to me right away, and, and we sat down and, mm-hmm. and wrote that song on that trip, and uh, we've been wow. best friends ever since. Yeah, we we had a lot of mutual friends. We would see each other at same parties, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we just we just kind of became really great friends over over time, and she's killing it. It's so it's so awesome <laughs> to see her, see her star mm-hmm. rise, like I said before, and it's uh it's really cool to not only get to celebrate you know her and her successes but it also it's motivating because when you see someone so close to you achieve these amazing things it seems like it's attainable yeah. for you if you're chasing the same dream so it's uh it's that so exciting awesome. to see her do so well so so tell us a few and I, I know you've already said a few moments at the very beginning and of course the winning that show that was one moment but tell us a few moments where you're like wow I got to do that yeah, definitely. Um, well, actually, not too long after that, that contest we talked about, um, and Sammy mm-hmm. had brought me to Nashville to, to record that album. I mean, that was a pinch-me moment in itself, was that whole recording mm-hmm. process. So we get to work with, like, Lonnie Wilson and Dave Pomeroy and, like, oh, wow. these, all these session players who, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, played for George Jones, played for Dolly, you know, all these, these crazy yeah. talented people. So that was fun in itself. But there was a really cool full circle moment that happened um, and it mm-hmm. started with that trip so the night before I went so I went down to Nashville with my mom my mom came with me and we went to the Grand Ole Opry for the very first time and the headlining act was Rascal Flatts and so this this is the night before I was supposed to go into the studio he, Sammy had even mm-hmm. called me at intermission he was like you better go to bed right away because you're going to be up early to get your mm-hmm. vocals done <laughs> so I'm like okay um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so we we went to the show and I cried because it was my first time there and just being in that magical room and, and seeing the circle mm-hmm. for the first time and you know, yeah. you just want that so badly as as a country artist. So it was an mm-hmm. amazing experience. And then we fast forward to um maybe just over a year later. It was roughly a year later mm-hmm. and I had released my first single 
that I to radio with mm-hmm. everything that I had recorded on that trip. And that single caught the ears of some promoters of big festivals in my home province in Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. And one of the festivals was called Eastbound Hoedown. So it was this big country festival. <laughs> and yeah. they wanted me to be one of the opening acts for Rascal Flatch. So that was like, oh, oh wow. my gosh, like a year ago. Like, <laughs> and that was my first, that was my first big country music festival as a country music artist. Oh, wow. So, um, huh. yeah, that was a really cool. Full what a woman to do it with, definitely. right? Yeah, it was just, it was so cool. Did you get to meet them or? I didn't actually. Um, I'm pretty sure they, they kind of, they came in late. Their bus came in late, and then as soon as they were done, I don't mm-hmm. think they had a meet and greet. They were they went right back oh, wow. out again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't get to meet them, but I did meet. When you're busy, Lee you're Rice busy, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I met I met a few mm-hmm. artists though. There's a few artists on the bill that that I got to meet, so that was good. That is awesome. Well, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then we're gonna come back and play your song. And, and I'll be honest, the song put me to tears because I went through oh. 19 years of addictions until God healed me 12 years ago. But the first five wow. years of our marriage um, was really hell on my wife. So I, she, had the, she had the sober heart, and I had the, you know, the, you know, the drunk mind. And it was, and it was rough oh for her. But she, was, she stayed there. She stood behind me. She stood with me. She was my cheerleader. She, was, oh. you know, she never nagged me. She never and now you're me stronger down. than ever. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, and I tell people, you know, people always try to, she allowed me to walk over her, and that's just not true. She allowed me to experience mm-hmm. God's pure love through her. So I love what she said in the song about the sober heart, because I always tell people it was just it was her pure heart that changed mm-hmm. our marriage. If it weren't for that, wow, I would not. I would, I would not. I'd probably be dead if it weren't for her pure heart, because most women would have just left. She didn't. She stuck around, but she had such a pure heart that I couldn't do nothing but eventually change. Oh, that's love right there. And here we are. I love that story. And here we are, yeah, twelve years, you know, twelve years sober. I mean, we're right. seventeen years married well, congratulations. now. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's so amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. But we're gonna play. Uh, we're, like, so we're gonna take a little quick break, and then we're gonna play the song, and then we'll come back and talk about that. How's that sound? Awesome. That sounds great. Okay. okay. Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. I only hear from you when you're drinking. 
talking circles, reminiscing like nothing ended, didn't leave a scar. A drunk mind speaks a sober heart. You try to tell me that you still love me. Yeah, so um, I wrote that song with with Tennille, with Tennille and another friend of mine, Kristen Bellows, mm-hmm. and it was a complete accidental write. We did not schedule a mm-hmm. session. <laughs> it just kind of happened organically because uh, us mm-hmm. being three best girlfriends, you know, we were hanging out one night, and uh, actually it was St. Patty's Day a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and oh, wow. we had spent the entire day in the sun drinking margaritas and, and listening to Irish Newfoundland music. And we were just having a great time and, and just hanging out. And I think it was, it was pretty late at night. It might've been around midnight that one of us mm-hmm. got a text message from an ex-boyfriend. Um, and the message of course was like, Hey, like I, I miss you. How are you doing? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh-huh. we knew that there was, there was alcohol involved because it was late at night and it was St. Patty's day. So, you know, everyone is feeling good. And um, anyway, so Tennille was, was mixing another margarita at the time, and 
her reaction to that text message was, oh, yeah, a drunk mind speaks a sober heart. And so myself, (laughs) right? And, like, brilliant, brilliant line. And myself and Kristen just kind of looked at each other behind Tenille's back and we just said, oh, my gosh. Like, did you just make that up? Is that a saying? And if it is a saying, we don't care. Is there a song about it? <laughs> like, we need, to, <laughs> we need to sit down and write this song right now before we lose this. And so we, yeah. we checked, you know, Google and stuff to see if the title had been taken or whatever. And we didn't really find mm-hmm. anything. So we sat down, like, really late. It might have been around 1 a.m. in the morning and in my living room in Nashville. And, and we wrote that song. So that's, that's kind of how, how that came to be. And you know, we all kind of drew experiences from our ex-relationships and kind of, you know, inserted ourselves into that story. And we didn't really want to paint anyone out to be the bad guy because all of us yeah. are guilty of, you know, letting mm-hmm. our guard down and spilling our feelings, you know, when we're a little bit under the influence, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, coming with those last relationships and that kind of thing, we tend to be a little more vulnerable in those situations. So, yeah, so we just kind of, you know, inserted ourselves into that story and, and came out with this song, and I'm really proud of it. Even though the song is a little different than what our love story is, it's still anything mm-hmm. that has to do with where I can tell it has to do with addictions, it really moves me. Well, and you know what? That's what, uh, that's what I love music so much, and I this is actually the first time I've heard that kind of perspective associated with this song. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it works. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's what's so beautiful about music is you can have, people can relate to it in different ways. And my story with that song can be completely different from your story, but if it still makes mm-hmm. you feel those emotions and it still resonates with you, then that's a beautiful because thing. Because I think I love what that. could have been. See, see when, you right. hear, when, you, when I hear the song, that could have been me. You know, right. that, <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the, the the take I get. Because again, like you know, we've been married 17 years now, and sometimes songs mm-hmm. make me realize, wow, we're still together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing how songs can make you reflect on your life like that. You know, it's it's it cool. It's mm-hmm. it's universal and it's powerful. I just love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, um, that's what we love about music. You, absolutely. As you know, um, fans they see the artists. Um, they don't really see the behind the scenes. They don't. They don't see the PR people. They don't see um, the producers, managers, any of that. But they mm-hmm. don't really understand that without the team, you can't do what you do. Um, so I always like to give um, the artists, you know, a couple minutes to kind of talk about the team behind them. So tell us a little bit about the people that help you be who you are. Oh my gosh, I love that question. Thank you for asking that. That's that's so special. Um, well, of course. Well, first and foremost, um, the writers on that song, which I mentioned earlier, is Kaylarts and, and Kay Bellows, and we've written a lot together. We, you know, we're best friends, so it's it's easy. It comes mm-hmm. naturally. But uh, but the so the producer for that song, his name is Dustin Olian, and he's a fellow Canadian uh, friend of mine, and he's he was a friend first before I hired him as a producer, and he knew my music and. Our visions were very similar for that song. We wanted it to be mm-hmm. a stripped-down thing, kind of similar to to Cam's Burning House. We kind of wanted that mm-hmm. that vibe where the vocals oh, wow. and the acoustic guitar were kind of the star of the show. So he knew what I wanted, and he delivered, you know, exactly what I wanted. And and it was I'm just <laughs> so I'm so thrilled with that. And we had amazing session players on that as well. We recorded that at the Sound Emporium in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And 
I think my favorite part of that session was hearing, well, Avery Bright uh, did the string arrangement for that track. And in the studio, hearing himself, you know, hearing them lay down those tracks was just Mm -hmm. magical. So magical. I'm a huge fan Mm -hmm. of the strings. And of course, having a Celtic background too, like the fiddle, like that's, that's a staple in Celtic music. So having the beautiful string arrangement and then having the steel guitar on there as well, it's just, it was just so amazing. And and they did a really, Mm -hmm. really great job. And Dustin, you know, brought in a really great group of musicians for that. And then of course, you know, my management, um, the Holland group, they've been Mm -hmm. some of my biggest cheerleaders. They've, you know, they were the ones who came up with my digital 45 idea, double shot. So um, the B side of that digital 45 is this song, Drunk Mind Sober Heart. So that was kind of mm-hmm. their whole yeah. their whole idea for that. And, okay. and of course, they helped, they've helped build those connections, you know, with my PR team that connected me to you guys and, you know, and all that kind of thing. So they've mm-hmm. all been really, really wonderful to work with. And, uh, of course, my parents, you know, when my parents and my godfather especially, mm-hmm. they've, they've been huge supporters, my biggest cheerleaders from day one and, um, I can't wait mm-hmm. to have them backstage at the Opry to see my debut. So that's, <laughs> I'm putting, putting that in the universe. Um, so but yeah, it's, tell it's, us a parent story where um, I always like to go here too, because when I know that parents are yeah. behind the artist, I can't, every episode I can't do this because you never know. But when I, when I know yeah. the parents were behind the artist, tell us a parent story where they went above and beyond. Now granted, they probably go above and beyond every day. I get that. But tell mm-hmm. me a story. Mm-hmm that they just went above and beyond and you were like, wow, they get it. They get, this is a passion of mine. Well, I feel like, you know, my my first time on stage, I was, I was three years old and Mm -hmm. my mom hauled me up on stage to, you know, (laughs) to perform. I performed a Barney song for the crowd. And, Mm -hmm. you know, from that moment, they've always been very supportive. Like they try to give me any opportunity I could to, to educate myself in music. So like they mm-hmm. put me in voice lessons and, and piano lessons and I was in dance lessons and musical theater. So they were kind of like, my mom like would spend, while my dad was working, my mom would be home and she'd be driving me to every lesson every day, every other hour. So my music and, and my theater and my dance kind of consumed, you know, the after school kind of schedule. So They've mm-hmm. definitely gone above and beyond like that, and then they're at every show. They're, um, wow. you know, they're bragging about me to everybody every chance they get. <laughs> and um, they've made a few trips to Nashville. They, when I was in Toronto, mm-hmm. they've made a few trips to Toronto, and they fly all over the country to to see me perform one show. So they're <laughs> they're pretty amazing like wow. that. And I wouldn't be able, like I said earlier, I literally wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing um, unless they mm-hmm. really supported that and believed in that. I, I owe a lot. I owe a lot to them for sure. And, you know, <laughs> that is really, awesome. and like, yeah. And they're, and like it's my, the rest of my family too, like my brother is mm-hmm. really big into the creative side of things as well. Um, they're really oh, yeah. like, he, he does film. So he, <clears throat> mm-hmm. he did my music videos for me. He actually did the music video for drunk mind, sober heart. And actually mm-hmm. every video that I've released to oh, date, wow. he has, he has filmed and recorded and, he's been so supportive of me and vice versa. Like every, every time I have a project, I'm like, Hey Cecil, like I'll promote you. If you promote me, can we like do this? this team effort kind of thing? And he's, he's just so amazing and he's so talented. So it's, it's cool to have a family that's very much involved in the arts and, and, um, you know, really appreciate it and really support it. So 
Yeah, they've been all wonderful. That is, <clears throat> love to hear that. And because we're a family show too, I always like to lead in to this point mm-hmm. off of the family. Um, we we consider our our show a family affair. Um, and we have a third yeah. member, our little eight year old. Yeah. You know, when our fifteen when our fifteen month old gets old enough, we'll plug her in too. But we always bring him on to ask one that. question to each artist. <laughs> Okay. So he, Sandy's Sandy's gonna get him. <laughs> awesome. And he's quick. He... <laughs> oh yes, he, here I he is. It. Here's Christopher. Hi, Christopher. Hi. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Mm, that is a toss-up between tacos and pizza. Mm. That's and my favorite. Yours, what about you? Pizza. What about you, Christopher? Yep. Pizza. Had a boy. Yeah. Good, good choice. He can. He could eat pizza all day long. Fine. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so he comes he comes and goes. But one thing we're trying to do is um you know, I've always been taught that if you want to inspire passion and purpose into your kids, then have them watch you because they have a front row seat to yours. But but exactly. you have to be living yours out. Exactly. And yeah. And we're plugging him in because who knows, one day he might do a podcast, who know, or might be running ours. Who knows? Oh yeah. They probably will. Awesome. Someday. <laughs> I love that. And, the, and then when Caitlin gets old enough, like I said, we'll plug her in too and have her ask a question. Yes. And <laughs> we might have to change it to the Bitten Family talk. Show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? They'll, they'll, carry that, they'll, they'll carry that with them, and that's such a special memory to have. And and it's all recorded, yeah. which is even cooler. You guys yep. have it all in tape. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Right. And, and what's funny about this, is, you know, some of the artists we interview are going to be big one day, and they're going to know him more than they know us. Because any time we see an artist that's been on our show and, and they, they talk about our show, they always yeah. talk about him. Well, it's so <laughs> memorable. It's, it's something different. Yeah, it's very memorable. And, it's, you know, it's, it's that thing where, like you said, it's a family affair, and you don't get that very often. So it's definitely, you know, a special moment, a stick-out thing that's, that's definitely memorable. Yeah, we yeah, we joke he's our secret weapon. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. <laughs> so if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, and what would you want to write about? Oh, well, Dolly Parton. That's an easy one. That's an easy one. Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't even need – I would just like to sit in the room and she could write the song. I just want to soak up every <laughs> bit of knowledge that she has because she's just – I mean, it's Dolly Parton. It doesn't get any better than that, right? (laughs) If you was in the room with her, what would be your first question to her? Oh, well, I would definitely want her to give me a piece of advice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I think it would. I think my question would be like, "What is the the best advice that she could give a new artist like me?" Because I'm sure she has, like. Books and books <laughs> of advice that she could, <laughs> that she give an artist, but I would love to pick her brain and and kind of see like because of her experience and she's still super mm-hmm. relevant in the mm-hmm. industry today. Yeah. So I would like oh, to know like is. how you yeah, grow and evolve, but still stay stay mm-hmm. true to your brand and yourself. So that's definitely a challenge. So and she's doing it well. So mm-hmm. I would like to know. I'd like to pick her brain on that. So speaking of songwriting. What's a song out there that you've heard that you've thought to yourself, and, and even if you haven't thought this, that you think now, I wish I wrote that? I have two, actually. Um, one is The House That Built Me, Miranda Lambert. 
Several and artists have said be, that one. Yeah. That's I know. It's just, <laughs> it's just so brilliant. It's just this emotional. Oh, it's so emotional. I cry every time I hear it. Um, so that's definitely one, I think, for obvious reasons, because it's so sentimental yeah. and, and um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's so special. And then the other is The Blade. And, oh, wow. oh gosh, the writers on that one, uh, Jamie, oh, no, what's her last name? Um, <laughs> it's gone for me right now, but Ashley Monroe recorded it. That was her, mm-hmm. her title track of oh, her wow. album that Vince Gill produced. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, it was the only track, I think, on that album she didn't write. But I just, every time I hear that, I'm like, that hook is brilliant. And the delivery is, is the setup is just so good in that song. Yeah, those are the two. You, you, know, you know, yesterday we interviewed um, Jess Taylor, um, and which we did Jess Taylor and, of course, um, Buddy Jewel. But Jess Taylor, her new song, Dangerous, she's got a line in there mm-hmm. that I just love in that song where – talks about my cold heart came from my exes okay i like that <laughs> <laughs> i like that because you were talking about like line. one yeah. line yeah. and it, it made me that one line just makes that song i tell you it's, it's really awesome it does yeah that hits the nail <clears throat> on the head for sure that's great <laughs> <laughs> so if we um i'm gonna ask a question i'm gonna I have a purpose for the way I ask this, and then I will tell you why in just a second. <clears throat> but if okay. you had a magic wand, and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking that in that way is because this past February, we made, uh, made the five-year anniversary of us asking Kelsey Ballerini kind of that same question of where she wants to be in five years. And her answer that she gave us five years ago is almost to the T of what she's living right now. And I always like to bring that oh up gosh. to have artists really think about the answer because, again, five years might seem like a far way, but it really ain't, and a lot can happen in that short time. It did for her, and it can for you. So if all bets yeah. were off and it would come true, where do you want to be in five years? Okay, that's a, that's a big one. I definitely want to have played the Grand Ole Opry and the mm-hmm. Ryman Auditorium. They kind of, mm-hmm. they're kind of both at the top of the, the list right now. Because if that happens, I need to get a new dream. Like that's right now. That's the biggest <laughs> dream I have to play those stages. So mm-hmm. um, that's definitely the top of the list. Um, I. It's hard, but we're in the middle of a pandemic. I want to say I want to be able to to tour. I want to be an opening act on a big tour, whether that's a a theater tour. Yeah, hopefully it it comes back with a vengeance. Hopefully, you know, we're at (laughs) the industry booms, you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I want to play those two two monumental stages, and I want to be an opening act on a big tour. Um, this is all very ambitious of me. Uh, obviously, it'd be nice to have, you know, have label uh, label support or maybe publishing support. I don't know. We're going to put mm-hmm. that on the vision board. Um, <laughs> and personally, I kind of want to find love. I haven't fallen in love in a while. So I hope, you know, I hope that, I'm happy on that, that side of things, awesome. too. And I hope my family is safe and healthy. And, yeah, that's kind of, I guess, the spectrum. <laughs> 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 so 
let's say you had a friend of yours, and you yeah. heard him or her sing, and you could tell there's something, there's something special about him. You can definitely tell. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. Um, and mm. let's say that they've played 20, maybe 30 shows, so they're really just getting their feet wet, but they've gotten on that stage, and they got what yeah. every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the audience, and the audience is cheering, and they just know that they're supposed to be mm-hmm. there. And they come to you and say, Mallory, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of yeah. my life. What advice yeah. would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? I would say in a nutshell that no one will work harder for you than you. <laughs> so no one's going to want to be your cheerleader unless you believe in yourself. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you just have to work your butt off. You have to be patient because nothing's an overnight success. Um, Ain't that the yeah, no one's, yeah, no one's going to work mm-hmm. harder for you than you. Yeah. Because Nashville's a 10-year city, like, as they say. <laughs> That's true. I'm on year – I'll be on year three. So I'm still, I'm still a baby to the town. Um, I don't tell a lot of people that because they'll roll your eyes. Like, oh, I've only been here a couple of years. And I'm like, okay, come back to us in five years, and then, then we'll talk. Because <laughs> we're planning on moving to Nashville next year. Oh, yes. awesome! Do you have? Do you like kind of know whereabouts? Like what area you want to be in? Not really sure, but we do know the church we want to go to is Cross Point. Okay, okay. I'm not. I'm not sure um, whereabouts that would like. I'm well, in Bellevue. Well, their main their main campus is actually downtown, right, right on the water. Oh, perfect. Think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> their main awesome. campus. It's a stadium style campus. Okay. That's awesome. Oh, you guys are gonna love it. I'm assuming you've been there many times. Funny is we've never been to Nashville yet. We We're going in either it. September We're going this fall, yeah, yeah probably October or something, but, maybe anniversary <laughs> trip. But, but you know what's funny about all this? What's funny about all this? You know, 'cause 'cause some people ask us, How will you know you'll like it? And we're like, no, it's where we're supposed to be. We know that. And yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. It, like with with Sandy and I, when we we met online back in 2002 when it was taboo, and um, right. we met on February 2nd. We talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. Now she lived in Kentucky, I was in Georgia, and mm-hmm. we by February 18th, 16 days after we first chatted, we set a wedding date, and March 4th we met in person. Wow. So we were meeting wow. in person. It's funny. I mm-hmm. feel like we're we're repeating this because all we're doing, like with yeah. Nashville, we've never been, but we know we're supposed to be. We did, we never met face to face. So so yeah. we never met face to face, but yet we knew we were getting married, and here we are. So oh, you know, we're just repeating, repeating the process. The process. <laughs> do you mind if I take yeah. Do you mind if I take that as a song idea? Because that that sure. was pretty brilliant. What you just said, I'll give you credit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> We, we, oh, absolutely. We that would be awesome. That. Yeah, <laughs> but that, meet face you have to, to keep face, us updated on that now. About, I yeah. love that. Meet face-to-face, but with a city. That's pretty cool. I like that. It's <laughs> 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 the songwriter brain. <laughs> but uh, that's awesome. You guys are going to love it. You're absolutely going to love it. What's funny about all this about Nashville, see, we've been wanting to move this for a few years to Jacksonville. And I'm the type of person I'd rather make the contacts. We're talking about Jacksonville, Florida. 
before I mm-hmm. make the move, so it makes the transition easier. So we and we're only two hours right. from Jacksonville, so we go to Jacksonville a lot. I mean, we found great churches that we go to, and little Chris mm-hmm. loves it when we go to. We, so anytime we travel, we attend the local church and all that. So we go back and forth a couple times a month to Jacksonville, many times day day trips. And, but I could never find that with there. It's just it, for mm-hmm. some reason meaningful connections just never happen. And I guess That's about right. six, seven, eight months ago, I was telling Sandy, I said, you know, I think God might have a different plan here. I was like, we want to move to Jacksonville, but all of our connections and meaningful connections are in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it clicked. We're supposed to be in Nashville. And, and then even with the kids, you know, there's so much more opportunity for, for, the, for the kids there because what if they right. can sing? We, won't, we don't know yet. What if they can act? What if, what if, you know, there's so much more in Nashville than it would be down there in Jacksonville. So we're like, you know what? I think this is where we're supposed to go. And we've got so many friends that want us to be there. So, you know what? We're like, okay, we're going to make the move next year. Oh, yeah. so fun. <laughs> What's really what's really cool too, it's like Nashville is, is a city but it feels like a small town, you know, and everyone's yeah. very very welcoming and warm and you know, they wanna help you. You know, they want to be, they wanna build friendships. They want they're a very, very mm-hmm. friendly, friendly place to be. Yeah. And you know what what really showed us the community spirit, now I've got granted the tornadoes really showed us that. But before mm-hmm. that, um and some people would say this is small. To me this was big. I mean because small things matter to me. <laughs> I'm a really emotional yeah. guy, so small things really matter. And I, I remember I posted on Facebook, and we're in Savannah, Georgia, and I was expecting someone local on this. And about six months ago, I was like, um, does anybody have an extra pod, podcast mic that we could get from them? Uh, and um, I posted on Facebook. One of my natural friends private messaged me and said, what's your address? I'll, I got one. I'll mail, you. I'll mail it to you. Wow. That was That's huge awesome. for me. Yeah. Because yeah. that was someone, That's so, again, so I, was, I, was expecting to, I was expecting to go drive by someone's house and pick it up and, yeah. or, or meet somewhere. Yeah. And this guy from Nashville reaches out to me and, and says, I'll mail you one. <laughs> so the guy. that, that showed that. me the spirit right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's a really, it's a really friendly city and people are genuinely, you know, genuinely friendly. It's not, not just an act. It's, it's a beautiful yeah. place to be in. It's, you know, everybody kind of knows everybody and yeah, the community is, it's, it's beautiful. Now, as we get to the last question here and I could talk all day long cause I'm just a talker, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, 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 but as we get to the last question, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Um, sometimes they ask this question, but I wish everybody asked this question, and that is what other independent artists should they be listening to? Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Oh, that's a really good one. I already know your number one answer. <laughs> well, yeah, I would love to answer that. <laughs> I, I, I already, uh, I already I, know your number one answer, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tenille. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tenille was actually um, she. I don't know if she is independent. I know she was on Reviver Records, oh, okay. but I think there was some, oh, some shifting yeah. happening there. So I don't mm. know if I would qualify her as an indie artist. But yeah, definitely check <laughs> yeah. Tenille Arts out because she's amazing. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys obviously have already checked her out because you interviewed her before. 
Um, oh, yeah. But I have some friends. Awesome. I have some friends in Canada as well. Um, this one mm-hmm. artist, Kelly Prescott, she uh, she mm-hmm. has this beautiful kind of um, kind of a raspy sound to her voice, and she's she's yeah. traditional country kind of to the bone. That's mm-hmm. kind of her vibe. And so she's a great one to check out. Um, another friend of mine, Callie, McCull- Callie McCullough, she's based in Nashville right now. Uh, but you would mm-hmm. swear she was related to Alison Krauss. Uh, her voice <laughs> is stunning. And oh, wow. she actually had her last EP she just released not too long ago. She had some of the members of the Time Jumpers as well as um, the Union Station record on her, her EP. And we had the oh, same wow. producers. So Dustin Olean did her mm-hmm. as well. And uh, oh, wow. so that's a beautiful record you should check out. And uh, some other friends of mine, Twin Kennedy, they're the girls um, I write with a lot. Uh, they're originally from BC, but they're based in Nashville. And um, they're kind of country Americana world as well. Um, and they have a new album coming out, but they have a Christmas album out. That's pretty good. Um, and who else can I throw into this mix right now? <laughs> um, oh, my gosh, there's so many so many great artists. Joey Landreth is another really, really great artist. I'm not sure if you now, now po- I'm pretty Now, when I post this um, a little bit later, the recording, you'll you'll have to reshare it and tag those people. <laughs> so oh, people I will. Yeah, so we'll definitely <laughs> check them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. There's so yeah, I could go on and on. Danny Strong is another one. Yeah, I could I could keep going and going, but <laughs> I won't because we'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> so. As we end this here, tell everybody how they can reach you. Of course. So the easiest place to kind of find everything in one big mixing pot is my website at MalloryJohnsonMusic.com. So you'll find the music there, so that's, which is all on Spotify and Apple Music and everything. Um, also, even merch and, and um, social media links and all that are there, too. Uh, but if you mm. want to go directly to Facebook, I'm at Mallory Johnson Music, and then if you want Instagram or Twitter, it's Mal Johnson Music. Oh, well, we love that. And you know what? <clears throat> we really enjoyed today, and we look forward to when they have you back down the road to get updates. And stuff. I would yeah. love that, Ho- hopefully in person. When you guys move to Nashville, make sure you reach out because we'll, we'll go hang out and have dinner or whatever. Oh, sounds, sounds great. Good. We definitely And will. we'll pick up a little Chris of pizza. I yeah. would love that. Yeah, we'll, we'll have we'll have some pizza together. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He would love that. Yeah. That'd be uh, fun. Thank you, you so much, a, guys. I, I yeah, you have a. Great I appreciate day you guys too. having we, me we on. Definitely enjoyed this. Oh, thanks thank for your you time. So thank thanks. you, and I hope you guys Bye. have a, a beautiful rest of your weekend. Oh, you too. You too. Thanks. All right. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.